Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, June 23rd. The politics of abortion are front and center today for both Democrats and Republicans on the eve of the one-year anniversary of that landmark Supreme Court decision. Tomorrow will mark one year since the Supreme Court of the United States overturned Roe v. Wade, upended 50 years of precedent, and took away the constitutional right to an abortion nationwide. This is the Dobbs decision that got handed down last year. In a year since that decision, more than a dozen states have banned or severely restricted access to abortions. Meanwhile, abortion rights have been an animating issue for Democrats. We've seen that at the ballot box where it has helped Democratic turnout, while Republicans in a post-Roe world have been struggling to navigate how to find their footing on this issue because the Dobbs decision is broadly unpopular with the American people. And the polling has been consistent on this. There's a brand new NBC News poll out showing 61 percent of Americans disapprove of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. In May, a Gallup poll showed 69% of Americans, nearly 7 in 10, said that abortion should generally be legal within the first three months of a pregnancy. That's a record high for Gallup polling going back to 1996 on that question. So it probably won't surprise you to see how President Biden and Vice President Harris chose to mark this anniversary, this one year since the Dobbs decision. They chose to put it at the very center of their public remarks today, surrounded by abortion rights advocacy groups who all joined forces to endorse the Biden-Harris re-election ticket. Court got Roe right 50 years ago. And I believe Congress should restore the protections of Roe v. Wade once and for all. But we need your help. We stand for the freedom of every American, including the freedom of every person everywhere to make decisions about their own body. So we fight for reproductive rights and legislation that restores the protections of Roe v. Wade. While there are limited steps that Biden can take at the executive level, he has signed multiple executive orders aimed at shoring up access to abortion rights, and he's called on Congress to codify Roe v. Wade into law. Today, an administration official told CNN that the president is expected to sign yet another executive order, this one aimed at strengthening access to all FDA-approved methods of contraception. Vice President Harris has been the chief communicator for the administration on this issue in recent months. She held a roundtable on reproductive rights on MSNBC earlier this week and is also set to give a major speech on Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina, a state that will be heavily contested in this next presidential election. CNN's Arlette Signs explains more from the White House. The venue for that speech speaks a bit more to their strategy. North Carolina is a state that is home to a 12-week abortion ban, with which Republican legislators pushed through despite a Democratic governor vetoing it. And advisors that I've talked to have really stressed that they feel they could flip North Carolina back to the Democratic column because they believe abortion will be an animating issue there. They think it'll be a motivating issue across the country, really trying to replicate what they saw with how abortion helped drive out voters during the midterm elections. They're hoping they can do that again in 2024. 
As for the Republicans, a slew of 2024 presidential hopefuls were in Washington, D.C. today for an annual evangelical conference. This is the Faith and Freedom event. And as you may recall from your American political history, Ronald Reagan used to refer to the Republican Party coalition as a three-legged stool. And this is the leg that is the social conservative evangelical base of the party, a critical component inside the GOP for any presidential candidate to court, even more critical in those Iowa caucuses that kick off the nominating contest. Mike Pence, the former vice president, tried to draw a line in the 2024 GOP sand when it comes to a national abortion ban. Every Republican candidate for president should support a ban on abortion before 15 weeks as a minimum nationwide standard. Pence, for his part, has really never wavered in his pro-life stance throughout his public life. That is not the same as many other candidates running in this field, even though Pence's position is on the opposite side of the American people broadly on this issue. He also drew a contrast with his former boss, now rival, Donald Trump. Now, some you will hear from at this very podium will say that the Supreme Court returned the issue of abortion only to the states. That nothing should be done at the federal level. Others will say that continuing the fight to life could produce state legislation that's too harsh. Some have even gone on to blame the overturning of Roe versus Wade for election losses. For his part, President Trump has repeatedly avoided questions on how he would handle a federal abortion ban should one come to his desk. He often takes credit for the Dobbs decision because, of course, he appointed the three Supreme Court justices that gave the court the majority that it needed to get to the Dobbs decision on this issue. And after CNN's Caitlin Collins pressed multiple times at the town hall that CNN held with Donald Trump earlier this year, all he had to say was this. But if you are reelected and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, What I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. And that is obviously a calculated political decision. CNN spoke to five people close to Donald Trump who have spoken with him about his anti-abortion views. They say his refusal to publicly back a national ban is driven by his own political instincts and out of a desire to avoid a political landmine. Behind closed doors, Trump and his advisors have acknowledged that they need to broaden his base if he's going to win not only the Republican nomination, but the general election as well, and they fear alienating large swaths of voters with harsh language around abortion. Check out my colleagues Elena Treen and Kristen Holmes reporting at CNN.com for more on that. President Trump will deliver the keynote address at the Faith and Freedom Conference tomorrow in Washington. As for Governor Ron DeSantis, he was also in attendance today at this conservative evangelical gathering. He made quick reference to the six-week abortion bill that he signed into law earlier this year and now is making its way through the courts before it can be enacted. We have also delivered in Florida on promoting a culture of life, and that means signing the heartbeat bill into law that protects unborn children when there's a detectable heartbeat. It was the right thing to do. Don't let anyone tell you it wasn't. We've seen Nikki Haley all over the map on this issue. Tim Scott has bounced around a bit on his position over the last few months on this as well. 
Republicans are trying to deal with the reality of where public opinion is versus where the base of the Republican Party is on this issue, and it puts them in a tough spot. And speaking of tough spots, Governor Chris Christie of New Jersey, who, as you know, has made his entire candidacy for the Republican nomination about confronting Donald Trump directly, about trying to take down Trump and preventing him from being the nominee of the party. Well, that's not a very popular position in a room full of evangelicals, many of whom support the former president. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made. Any, uh, any of the faults that he has and any of the things that he's done. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership. And I, you can boo all you want. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.